Hi, this is Day for Night with Cutty That Spitch, a series that looks at the intersection between theater and poetry, in the edgelands, in the wilderness. In today's episode, uh, I'm going to continue actually with something I started in the last episode, which is selections from my piece, This Thing of Ours, which is a hidden piece. Um, has not been produced and has been calling to me uh, in the last oh few days as sometimes writing does it calls you back and asks you where you are and sometimes maybe it meets you at a place in your life so this is uh, the second chapter or scene from this thing of ours Listen, we're fine. We'll be fine. Repeat after me. We are fine. We are fine. Good. Good. We have to keep saying this to ourselves because this thing, this awful thing, we will have to live with it for a long time. Although people will say, well, you should be used to it by now. This is the way of the world. Where have you been? Have you forgotten what year it is? What century it is? And all those other times when blasts ripped through our town. Heavens, man. We even joke about it now. It's the stuff of comedy. Even though people will say such things do say such things, even today, when it's only been hours since, hours since, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. The fact is, we don't want to be used to it because we shouldn't be used to it, should we? No one should be subjected to targeted violence. Ideologically based violence enacted upon innocent human beings, animals, and the earth. Now you may say, well, there are wars. And they too are based on ideology and targeting, perhaps, the innocent. They may even be driven by economic purposes, as cynical as that may seem. We know this. Don't we? We've read all the books, we've seen the movies, we've even written some of the books ourselves. And we have been documenting targeted violence for a long time. We're fine. We're fine. We are fine. But does it make it right? Does it make it okay? to justify killing, 
I know. We don't like that word. It makes things so concrete, doesn't it? We shall go into that country and kill lots and lots of people. We shall walk into that city square and kill lots and lots of people. We will watch men, women, children, and animals die. We will watch the murder of the leaves and the grasses and the very soil. We will observe the blood with our own eyes. We will not look away from the killing. And it won't be like some movie scored to bass and strings, shot and calibrated waves of light and dark. It will be us here, like this. Like this. Letting the killing happen. Or doing the killing ourselves. If that's our job, if that's what we signed up for. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. What will we do with ourselves then? What can we do? We're fine. We're fine. When my grandfather lived in his country before he was forced to move somewhere else because he was told and his neighbors were told that the land that they were upon was no longer theirs, even though it had been theirs for many, many years, he said that killing was considered a sin. It's an old-fashioned word, sin, I know. It's the kind of word we find in old books written as they are in old languages. It's a word that fills us with shame. We hate feeling that. Makes us feel small, doesn't it? Much better to feel invisible or to feel immune in some way, even though we know that we're not. I mean, today is another lesson in this fact. Every time a blast, every time smoke fills the air with all of our cries, we remember, no day is ordinary. No day can be ordinary. Each day is ours to make of what we will. And to some of us here, sin is what we choose. And to some of us here, forgetting sin is what we choose. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. And that's the selection from this thing of ours, uh, which is play, like I said, that's been calling back to me, hidden play, uh, not been done. Uh, so, but I'd put it back in the world again and see what it does. Uh, I just wanted to continue. Let's become a feature, I think, a little bit of the podcast, which is to just I'm reading work, excerpts from work. Uh, that's, again, calling to me at this time and also work that has fired me up as a writer in some way over the years. Um, 
Sometimes it has to do with that first contact you have with material uh, or the conditions of that contact. Um, and today I I wanted to look at a piece actually from a play of Simon Stevens called Carmen Disruption. It's a, it's a play that I had been reading about uh, but I've actually never seen. <laughs> so, you know, it's some interesting when that happens when you sort of read work, uh, but you don't, you have no idea how it's staged, except about reading about different stagings of it. And I've been uh, privileged, I suppose I, I should say, to have been working on a chapter on Stephen's writing for a book that's being uh put together by Jacqueline Bolton uh, to be released, I think, later this year or early next. And um, so it, it gave me an opportunity to go back into Simon's work. Uh, I'm sort of the last seven years of his work, uh, cut, the cutoff point being 2019. So this kind of interesting, turbulent, volatile time in his writing uh, in a good way, I think, uh, I should say. Uh, and Karma Disruption is one of those plays. And uh, I remember distinctly when I first read it, uh, I was on a train uh, going to teach a class uh, in New Jersey. And I, what I tend to do is I tend to, because the train ride is about 45 minutes, I tend to put a book in my bag or a play of be my companion for the ride and uh i had been looking at karma disruption and i just slipped it into my bag and i was like oh i it's been on my desk and i haven't read it yet and i want to read it and i was on the train and i got myself settled and I pick up pick up the play <laughs> and uh started reading uh and pretty quickly kind of just lost myself in the world of it uh, to the point where I, I almost missed my stop, but, but also to the point where uh, I was weeping in the train, in the train car. Something sort of unnerved me about the play. It felt so um, transparent and so naked and so vulnerable, even though, ironically, it's a play that is full of armor. Uh, uh, the the title is a giveaway. It's uh, Carmen uh, from Bizet's Carmen, the opera, uh, and it's about a singer. If you don't know the play, it's about a singer who is doing her you know, umpte umpteenth <laughs> production of Carmen, and she's done Carmen all over the world. So partly it's about how a performer and a character merge uh, and how they're identified together, or how audiences identify them. Uh, and that becomes a kind of armor or mask for the performer. Uh, but also the unstable nature of traveling in and out of cities and coming in and playing a role and going out to another city and playing it again. So so the piece breaks open. The title, again, is not a giveaway, Karma Disruption. The singer arrives, is going to do Carmen at an opera house. And actually what happens instead uh, 
is that we go inside her mind and basically she walk the idea of the play the the way it feels anyway is that she walks through the city and we're sort of encountering characters that have come from the opera but are are now people like on the street uh sort of palimpsests of characters from the opera so anyway it's like a startling play and um i hold it very dear and uh, <laughs> and it's also a play that i go back to i think when i was writing this chapter uh last month not that half uh i also kept going back to it as one of the obviously i was writing about it but i also kept going back to it as a reader uh so anyway long preamble to say that there's a section late in the play and i won't read the whole thing it's just an excerpt but uh very late uh the character is camillo uh Simon's version of Escamillo in this play. Uh just has a he's been following the singer. Uh uh so this it's sort of a monologue of following. Um and so I'll just dip into that for a little bit, get a taste of it. Here we go. Have you ever done this? Have you ever done this to anybody? Have you ever followed somebody? They don't know. They have no idea what you're doing. It's a city. We're living in a city. If she turned and asked me what I was doing, I would have looked at her like she was insane. She turned off the main road into a circus of terraced houses. I thought she was going to go into a house there. Please God to go. to one of those houses here. She didn't. She walked out of the circus and back onto a side street. I swear, in the sunshine her hair almost burned. I swear in the sunshine the streets started to melt. I swear there was sweat and it was pouring down the small of my back. I had nothing to drink. I needed a drink. Would you like to come for a drink with me? Who are you? I'm sorry. I was just noticing you. I was watching you. I I wondered if you wanted to come for a drink with me. I don't say anything to her, not out loud. Not so she could hear it. I start to lose a little bit of sense of what I'm actually saying out loud and what is just being said inside my skull. I have 17 unread emails on my iPhone. I have 5 missed calls. I have 3 text messages. I can reply to them now. The money has been transferred with immediate effect. Nothing will ever be a problem ever again. She stops across at a junction of a main road. I can't stop 20 yards behind her. I can't just stand still in the middle of the road. I walk up to the junction. I stand an inch away from her. She's wearing a red helmet lined cap sleeved dress. I lift my hand to scratch my cheek, and blood gushed all the way inside me. I feel it's gush like a bucket of water. As I lift my hand, I grace the back of her hair and I feel monumentally 
alive. The lights change. She crosses the road. I can't move. I stop. I watch her. I turn. I walk away. That's a section from Karma Disruption by Simon Stevens, published by Bloomsbury, Matthew, and Rana. Shout out to Simon. Uh, so, that's our episode for today. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, uh, this is about you there in the dark. And I here wondering who you are. In a planet going on, bus. As we try to repair broken pieces of the earth. If you want to support this work, please, please click on the listener support button. It will help make more episodes possible and maybe make more new writing possible, <laughs> uh, which is always a goal. Be safe up there. Take care. Again, thanks for listening.